cherished listeners and viewers it is always indeed super exciting to come your way every wednesday with your favorite business development program on radio masterclass thanks to sammy and the team for bringing us very cool music easing us into today's conversation on masterclass masterclass is powered by joy business and brought to us by goyle goyle they say good energy goyle yenara yedia masterclass is also brought to us by first code management services they say industry gets it right and also by lancaster University. If you're looking to have any sort of university education here in the city of Accra or in Ghana, Lancaster University comes highly recommended and they are also great supporters and sponsors of Masterclass. Thank you so much for taking the time out to join us today. Today we continue with our conversation on Masterclass. We started a new conversation last week with Mr. Ben Jones-Agbai, who is an HR consultant with over 30 years, I think, of consulting experience and HR professional experience under his belt. Um, he used to work at Valco, handle labor relations. He's now a lecturer at the Chartered Institute of Human Resource Management Practitioners, and he has a wealth of information. In the conversation last week, we sort of started to introduce it, and we asked the question on what was labor relations, labor relations, and essentially how it affects output, affects shareholders, affects employees, affects everyone in the value chain and in the cycle. In today's conversation, we're going to attempt to sort of combine two aspects of the conversation, which essentially will look at the role of managers or supervisors in this in this conversation on labor relations. Essentially, the role of managers in ensuring effective management worker relations and also attempt to combine that conversation with the role of government and other regulatory agencies also in managing, you know, worker manager or worker regulator um, relationships. In this conversation, you know, a few words come to mind sometimes when you talk about labor relations and some of those words which trigger, you know, our remembrance are words like strike, like litigation, unfair termination, wrongful dismissal, conflict. You hear that a lot and oftentimes it ends up in the courts and every now and again you get a very famous case and they are, people ask, you know, so... Was the HR right? Was the company right in passing the decision they did? And yet again, you speak to business owners and companies, and they also have a very strong position, you know, sometimes about the conduct of workers. Oftentimes, we juxtapose that conversation with the big big question we ask on customer service. You know, Yvonne, if you're listening this afternoon, good afternoon to you, Yvonne Ohi McCarthy. Is the customer always right? And we ask the question, who is the customer? So in this, in this, in this conversation, we're going to be asking, who is the employee or who is the employer? Mr. Ben Jones-Agba is back here to have this conversation with us. Uncle Ben, you're welcome to the conversation. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited because um, when we're having a chat off-air, you seem to have a lot of content, you know, for today's conversation. What I'm going to do today is to keep quiet. <laughs> <laughs> I won't talk too much so that we can get as much content out as possible. Okay. For those who missed this conversation, it will be available. We're streaming live on Facebook. It will be available on our Facebook page, and you can always go back and watch it. But we're going to move, be moving at a fast pace today so we can get a lot of content in. And then when we get interactive, we open the phone lines, and by all means, you can be a part of that conversation also. So if you like, uh, Mr. Agbai, let's just do a quick recap last week, yep. flow into today's conversation yep. and take it away. Okay, thank yeah. you very much. And thanks for the platform. Um, we, we've been trying to provide a context 
or as it were, setting the stage for management worker relations. Mm. And um, I was trying to emphasize the fact that um, our listeners should not think too far into the operations of the big corporations, big companies, because um, I think we also want to reach out to uh, our colleagues, the SMEs, mm. I mean, small scale, medium scale, who also have the same relationship, I mean, management worker relations. So if you take a school, a proprietor of a school, an owner of a school, mm. I mean, he is also locked up in that management worker relations. Exactly. If you take um, the baker, the bakery that I talk about. Mr. and Mrs. Nati. Mr. and Mrs. Nati. Um, block manufacturing, I mean, factory, a wayside, mm. where you see people mixing cement and, and you see the manager walking around them. Mm. It's a management worker relations. Mm-hmm. If you take a transport owner, mm-hmm. a food processing company, a laundry, I mean, um, f- furniture-making company. Even, even a garage or even a, the garage. an automotive workshop. To some extent, even the church sometimes tend to have some management worker relations. Indeed. So uh, the principles we're talking about run across, I mean, the size and then the industry in which they operate, whether in the service industry, manufacturing, transport. Mm. So we try to locate the management worker relations within this context. Mm -hmm. And um, the things that we need to do to ensure that the relations is such that it comes out with efficient production of goods and services Mm -hmm. and also minimum conflict. In fact, avoidance of conflict. But even in the event that there's a conflict, the climate exists for the conflict to be resolved quickly. That is what we, we're talking about as the management worker relations. Mm-hmm. A relations that gives result, good results. And you remember I, I talked about the fact that um, somebody had gone in for a loan to establish a business and he needs people to work with and work for him. So his eyes are on mean, the money that he has taken from the bank low repayment, almost due. And then, of course, the workers who are also there, they also want a rewarding and challenging employment. They want good pay. So this was the context that we're talking about. And um, whatever we do, whether at the senior management level, at the line management level, or even at the worker level, we want to ensure that we have a, a good management worker relations. And today, I want to talk about what line managers can do to ensure that we have I mean, cooperative, harmonious management worker relations. So that is what today's discussion is about. Um, our listeners will rec- also recollect that when we define the organization, we try to place the line managers in between I mean, the, the top and then the operating core, that is the operatives. So the line managers, call them line managers, managers or supervisors, they supervise 
the work of the operating core. Um, if the company, if the operation is not large, you find the chief executive also becoming the line manager, mean overseeing the work of. But the principle runs through the same mean the things I'm going to talk about. So, the line manager, the supervisor, middle line, as is some books will describe it, and uh, is the one who has responsibility of the operating core, and. Um, sometimes also call them functional managers because then they fall under functions like marketing means sales uh, hr production and even in production they can even be broken down further meaning along product lines or along um things that the company does that the things that hey we've gone to the point where we want to assign a line manager over there so one could see immediately that these line managers are in direct contact with the workers down there. They have direct interface relationship with them. Somebody is asking, what has that got to do with uh, uh, management worker relations? It's got a lot to do with it because see, when the worker sets off from home and comes to work, the worker doesn't go to the chief executive's office. He goes straight to his working station. Mm. And the person he meets at the working station is his supervisor. And for the next eight hours, everything that worker does from production to personal issues, all of that mean has to be handled by the supervisor. Right. So the the level the level of relationship between the supervisor and the operative, the technician, the millwright tend to a very large extent define the relationship between the company and the management, the workers and the management. Because if you have about 100 shops all managed by line managers and the line managers are not handling their management worker relations very well, that begin to set the tone for the overall management worker relations in the organization. It will not be long when the pieces of, I mean, the problems in the management worker relations in the various shops will begin to manifest. If the HR doesn't come in quickly, if the HR doesn't identify these things at the burden stages, before they are away, they have a very big problem. Let me give you an example. If, for instance, an employee is terminated and the employee views the termination as wrongful, unfair, capricious, high-handed, whatever, and the issue is not resolved and eventually gets resolved by the termination of that employee, you know what happens? If the workers believe that that termination is wrong and unfair, what they will do is to quickly rally around the terminated employee. Because the workers and the unions have a, a principle they call touch one, touch all. In other words, mean it is the turn of this person 
and it could be my, my turn my turn tomorrow tomorrow so whether in a unionized environment I, I believe people understand what i mean by unionized. whether the union is there mm-hmm. or a non-unionized environment where they don't have union this issue can become a very big issue and before you are aware all the workers are massed up at the gate there's a lab, there's a labor action there's a mm. strike so the 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 extent to which the line managers handle these issues very important for managing worker relations but before i come to that and go in deep into that i want to talk about um some skills some skills that line managers must have in order to be able to handle these day-to-day personal issues that they confront these line managers if they graduate from the polytechnic or from the university they come in as electrical engineer or mechanical engineer or me whatever um they may be introduced to some general management concepts but not to the extent that when they enter into industry they can relate those college concepts quickly into I mean the management of the employees mm. um so management functions like planning organizing leading controlling very important mm. planning it gets to the workplace hey what are targets today we are planning the work I mean how many of these do you want to produce etc that relates to the planning organizing how do we assign tasks how many people must go to this work how many people where do we position this person for this task that's about organizing and then the leading bringing his personal influence I mean, to bear on the work that the, the 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 unit is doing and of course controlling monitoring to find out whether they are on track these principles are simple as this the sound are not really s- simple when you come to industry so if a line manager is not able to plan his work well with his people said that you put them under pressure and three o'clock you go to them having to finish the work what are you waiting for etc it can bring about problems in the relationship no you want to put me on this shift i want to be on this shift no 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 i want to be on this shift mean it is not like they have me the 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 freedom to decide where they must be posted but sometimes depending upon their experience the external exigencies and the skills that they have they would like to etc and then of course the influence that you bring to bear upon on on them for the work to be done Mm. and checking to be to be sure that hey, we are not overusing any resources etc because at the end of the day we are talking about efficiency how much resources go into this finished product so that we avoid waste one thing i hear you say strongly just very quickly is yeah. that it's not just about having the competence uh, sorry the competency to manage the people yeah. but the competency to manage the resources including things like time exactly and that's the point you just made that if you don't manage for example time very well exactly. it may very well serve as a source of discord sure. you, you know within the team and sure. it's important that our, our listeners take note of that right right but 
that alone is not enough for the line manager. The operative, the workers come to work with all sorts of problems. And it calls for a certain level of people management skills to be able to deal with the issues that come up. So, issues like uh, interpersonal skills, communication skills, listening skills, problem-solving skills, diagnostic skills, what, mention them. These skills are very important for the line manager to grasp as he deals with the technical issues because the technical issues are accompanied by people management issues. Somebody once said to me, yeah, so listening to is it a skill? <laughs> so I'm happy you mentioned it. So help us understand why, for example, listening as one of the things is a skill. Listening is different from hearing. <laughs> you know, um, when you listen, um, you are trying to pick out, including the things that the employee has not said. Verbal and non-verbal Verbal and non-verbal communications. Um, when you listen... You, you pay attention, you establish eye contact. Um, if you establish eye contact, it is said that est establishing eye contact is also a way of saying that I'm sincere with what I'm saying to you. You know how, for example, someone walks into your office and let's say you're typing on your computer <laughs> and they say, Sir, please, I want to discuss something. Say, mm -hmm. <laughs> Go on. They feel the disconnect, if, which is why they're waiting for you to look at them. Immediately. Before they, they, so you, you are right. I went to him, and all that I say, I don't think he, he heard me, because mm. whilst I was talking to him, he had bent down his head, he was working on his computer. That you are creating, mean, the... the You're not listening actively. At all, and mm. you are creating the grounds mm. for managing worker Because probably, even though you were, you were hearing him, and you were understanding the things that he was saying, the fact that to him, you didn't give him the attention, means that even all that he was saying to you, it didn't mean anything to you. So whatever response that you give to him, he's not going to accept it. Mm. Because in the first place, you didn't even pay attention to him. You were on your computer. And maybe the thing also is this, that as you mentioned the fact that in managing worker um, management relations, sometimes they have problems. Perhaps they have not come to you for an answer. And it's important that, you know, as managers, we understand this. Whenever people come to you, it's not always that they want an answer. Sometimes they just want you to listen. Yep. yep. And that's all they're looking for. They want empathetic e hearing. That's all. That, oh, he heard me. He nodded his head. He asked me questions to check for understanding of what I was saying to him, mm. etc. Then it means that he, 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 he understood what I've said. Mm. And you can have... Mean sympathy and empathy mm -hmm. uh -huh, from him. Mr. Why, let's push this competencies you've talked about, problem yes. solving, communication, yes. and all of that. Let's push it closer yeah. towards managing the discord, okay. which is the bane of this conversation. Okay. The discord, which, which then leads to industrial action and labor. Yeah. So when you are able to do all this, how does it now help you to deal with the issue from the management side? So when you have problem solving skills as a line manager, you are able to deal with issues that come up. Because when you talk about problem solving, one of the key things 
in problem solving is to generate options. Mm. Oh, okay, if we cannot do it this way, then we can probably do it this way. Or what about doing it this way? You are creating options that will enable you to solve the problem. When you have diagnostic skills, you can sense, as a line manager, you can sense that something is wrong. It's like being put on a hospital, I mean, uh, surgery table. Mm. The doctor seeing him, he, even though he has not put the gadgets on the person, the doctor can sense that this and this are the problems mm. before he confirms. So, I mean, line managers need to have strong diagnostic skills to be able to determine upfront whether everything is well. Line managers must have very powerful communication skills. I mean, we're talking about verbal communication mm. and then written communications. Because, you know, I bet you, some of our workers are very intelligent and smart mm. and knowledgeable. Mm. When the line manager is speaking and is confusing the grammar and everything, he may not have even started with the real issue, I mean, they write you off. Mm. The lineman who said they go. I mean, and an employee has brought a problem to him, and he's saying they go. I'm not saying that they should become professors of English, mm -hmm. but they must be on top of the language communications. If he's not communicating in English, it is three mm -hmm. or one of the local language. Then, if he knows that, hey, my English may not will not be very helpful to me, he should probably shift to the local language. And probably we combine the two to be able to convey a meaning. Because the object is understanding, uh, mean, not necessarily grammar. No, not grammar. But you want to mean, understand what the person is saying. And then give the person a feedback. Mm. And the feedback must be obtained by the other person and well understood. So it's not only the other person, the worker, giving you some information... You must respond to what is given to you, make a meaning out of it, mm. and give, provide a feedback. So, if the line manager cannot provide feedback, useful feedback, and whether the employee is communicating in bad English or not, he's supposed to make a meaning out of it. The line manager must communicate in the work that we are going to do today. Mm. No ambiguity. He must be clear in his mind what we are about to do today. The line manager is joined to the top. So the, everything that communication that comes from the top to the workers, he must be able I mean, to relate it mm. mean, to the workers. I mean, all the talk interpersonal skills, the line manager must be able to relate to the workers well, the line manager is not um, a saint, but to a very large extent, the line manager must be on top of his communications. The line manager must be on top of his listening skills. The line manager must be on top of problem-solving skills, diagnosing whether everything is going on well. Line managers must also be 
must even have political skills. Because sometimes when, they te- when there's so much tension, he must be able to say one or two things that will, is the tension that will bring about laughter. So he also must have some political skills. All these skills are important. Yeah, now let's come to the issue. Mm. You see, if the line managers are not able to deal with the issues per the use of this interpersonal or people management skills, what you have at his unit is conflict, mm. needless conflict, confusion. And like I've said, the tone of the, the labor management relations tone is always set by how well our line managers are relating to issues at the shop floor and, uh, and are dealing with it. I want to say something very quickly. If you are, for instance, a school proprietor or you are processing some food, etc., and you don't have line managers lined up to be doing the supervision work for you, and the CEO has become the line manager, he must also have the appropriate skills to be able to deal with the issues. Mm. So, I have experienced several line managers mm-hmm. who mess up their units, small units of 10 workers, and that became a company-wide issue. Very many times I've seen that. Mm-hmm. In fact, the issues that come up, apart from major labor uh, contract negotiation issues mm-hmm. that come up when we are negotiating, most of the issues that come up I mean, stem from disagreements between the supervisor and the worker and their inability to handle these issues. So it's important, mm. it's important that in addition to I mean, the knowledge that they have from school that they bring along to work and the general management knowledge and the skills that managers, management must provide them. Managing, management must not assume that because they've been to school, they have this I mean, general management f- knowledge, functions that I've talked about, I mean, planning, etc. They, they may not have it. And then this, I mean, people management skills, and that is very important. If they don't combine all of this, their work is adverse, very demanding. Mm-hmm. Management is on them from to to deliver. To, today we are delivering. You are delivering twenty buckets. Mm-hmm. Management may not even know that one worker has not even reported for work. He has absented himself from work. So the line manager must balance all of this, and I tell you, most of them are not able to do it. I want to tell our listeners that it is important for them to develop the capacity of their line managers Mm. by taking them to training in general management and in people management skills. If they do that, work will go on efficiently. There wouldn't be too many misunderstandings and conflicts 
end that will bring money and benefit to all you know as you speak I'm, I'm excited because I think that you address you, you have sort of summarized that whole first aspect for me. We'll be going very shortly in, into the bit about the regulator, but it reminds me of something that Aristotle said, that the whole is equal to the sum of the individual parts. And, okay. that, and that's what you talk about, yeah. that you know, if you mess up that small corner where you're responsible for as a line manager, it has the tendency to affect the whole. Yeah. And therefore, as entrepreneurs, what we are saying to you here on Masterclass is that when your, beginner, your business begins to grow and you begin to hire people and make them responsible for different aspects of your business, Pay attention to them because they can make or make your company. Yeah, and if you're a line manager. manager, you are listening, pay attention to what you are. You are so important. The reason you call you a line manager is because you are on the line. And what is the line? The line is a divide between <laughs> management and workers. Yes. And you're responsible for manning that line so well that management thinks and agrees that you are representing them. Right. But also managing it so well that the workers also feel that you are representing them. So, so you, it's yours. It's an almost impossible job, but you must be able to do it well. Yeah, you know what we said? He said we said the line manager is working on mm. a, 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 listen, a thin line. A thin line on the river Volta. Mm-hmm. He must balance himself very well. So that he doesn't fall into... So that he doesn't fall. We'll continue this conversation. It's getting really exciting. If you just tuned in, this is Masterclass here in your Superstation Joy 99.7. We're having a conversation with Mr. Joan Tagbai, HR consultant, labor relations consultant. And we're having a conversation on worker-manager relations and also how to deal with industrial relations or labor relations in your company. Are you a line manager? Are you an entrepreneur? What is going on in your company regarding your workers? Are your workers happy? We're going to be opening the phone line shortly. But before we do that, we'll take a quick message from our sponsors. We'll be right back. In these moments of increasing uncertainties, firms are compelled to seek tailored solutions to reduce risk and grow their businesses. For startup investors, SMEs and business owners, First Code Management Services provides advisory and facilitation support for company formation and business setup, corporate secretarial and business compliance, accounting, research and market entry, as well as training and capacity building. First Code Management Services is your first point of call for your management support services. Talk to us today. Call us on 0302-297-2263 or 0302-297-2264. Look at us at 60A Westlands Boulevard, West Lagon or visit firstcodelimited.com for more. Industry. Get it right. on-air business development program, Joy Business Masterclass, is in session. And you can interact with us on Facebook via the Joy 99.7 FM or Joy Business pages. If you tweet, the handle is at Joy 997 FM or at Joy Business GH. Don't forget to hashtag JB Masterclass. You can also call us on 0302-216541 or send your questions and contributions through to the WhatsApp number 0551 and our facilitators will address your concerns. Attention, everyone. Class is in progress. Welcome back. This is Masterclass. 
and we're having a conversation here on industrial relations. So if you have a motor vehicle of any kind, here's some great information for you from Goyle. Goyle is saying that they have higher-grade fuels which have been tried and tested and proven and accepted over the years as the most suitable engine oils for all your, your vehicle types and of all the latest vehicles as well. In addition to all of these superior qualities, Goyle higher-grade fuels are further fortified with the XP3 additive multifunctional enhancer, which is more efficient, eco-friendly, and are sold at no extra cost. And so Goyle is saying that all the high-grade fuels come in Goyle Super XP Run 95 and Diesel XP and is sold in every Goyle station and not just the selected stations. Fill up today at any Goyle station for all of your high-grade fuels. Goyle, they say good energy. Goyle, Yenara, Yedia. And again, if you're also putting up any company of any kind or if you have any startup, any business, you're an entrepreneur, you're listening to us, First Code Management Services also has some great news for you. If you need help with company formation, with your business setup, with accounting, with research, with market entry, with training or with capacity building or even with auditing of any sort, by all means, reach out to First Code Management Services and they will be able to help you. They're asking that you call them today on 0302-297-2263 or 0302-297-2264. You can locate them at the 60A Westlands Boulevard, West Legon, or visit them at www.firstcodelimited.com. First Code Management Services, they say industry, get it right. Today's show is also supported by Lancaster University. You can always reach out to them for all your inquiries on university education, and they're also supporting this show. Thank you so much, Lancaster University. Phone lines are now open. Pick up that phone, give us a call. Let's have your questions, your thoughts. You can send us a WhatsApp on 055 or pick up that phone and give us a call on 0302-216-541. That's 0302-216-541. Or send us your comments on 055-11-11997. What is your specific experience in your company? How are you dealing with your staff? What are the, the nature of the labor issues that you have? How are you managing it? Let's hear your thoughts. Let's all become better for it because we cannot all make the same mistakes um, everywhere we go. We're having this conversation here in the studio with Mr. Ben Jones, Agbai, and he's helping us with some thoughts. While we wait for the phone lines to ring, uh, Mr. Agbai, we're also going to be looking at the second aspect of this conversation, which is the the role of the regulator, or the law, if you like, in managing these situations. I know that that's usually um, when all communication has broken down, and when all sort of discourse is no longer working, then we we have some lay-down procedures, and we go to them and say, in this scenario, what do you do? If X, then turn right two times and jump five times, you know. And people are quick to go to these places because they say, you don't understand me, I don't understand you, let's go to court. But that's usually not the preferred position, is it? No. But let's still share some thoughts on that as well. Right. Uh, Thank you very much, Yao. Um, Enterprise management worker relations essentially is relations between management and worker at the enterprise. I've said the same thing. Mm. I've just repositioned it. Mm-hmm. Um, it is important that... Please hold that thought for me. I have a caller on the line. Good afternoon. You're welcome to Masterclass. Your name, where you're calling from? Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon, my brother. Uh, it's, my name is Harrison. I'm calling from Dodoa. Harrison, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. I'm good, Mr. Yao. And yourself? I'm great. I'm great. Talk to me, Harrison. Okay, okay. Uh, thank you for your for your uh, for your program uh, this afternoon. Okay, I want to touch on salary appraisal. Right. Okay, and uh, what I've studied uh, so far is that 
anytime there's salary appraisal, uh, the line managers are not able to communicate the effort of the employees or of the operatives. Sometimes mm. uh, the operatives, after appraisal, get something little, and the line managers are being given something a little bit average. So a lot of operatives feel that uh, the line managers always side with management, mm-hmm. and then they don't. Their efforts are, they are not being rewarded, or their efforts are not being uh, recognized. So all the time there's a confusion, or there's a disagreement between operatives and line managers. Mm. And uh, I think the line manager, as your resource person, say this is where the line managers has to be trained to be balanced. And then uh, the intermediary, uh, intermediary mm. between the operatives and the managers, so that they can do their work very well. Right, right. Thank you so much, Harrison. Those were some very true thoughts that he shared. It's a precious area. But but this one, I'll help you. <laughs> set targets. Exactly, Harrison. Set targets. Any manager who has issues telling, you know, the the, the senior management what kind of work the the staff have done in an appraisal process, you have not set targets. Agree with them. What are you going to do in this period? Even if it's a production line, like Mr. Agbai said, I'm going to provide 20 buckets, provided this is available, that's available, that's available. At the end of the period, then you measure. So the targets you set cannot should not only be financial or should not only be operational. It should be all round. So you're also looking at things like your learning and growth. Are you adding value to them? It could be whatever you agree. But at the end of the day, you only measure what you've agreed to measure. Then it becomes fair. Sure. Right? Sure. Yeah. And this requires... Um a well-developed and thought-through performance management process, yeah. process, like you have said, where targets are agreed to. Mm-hmm. Um, they are not imposed on the operative. No. The operative and the manager sit down to determine... And stop changing the goalposts. Exactly. You know, to, <laughs> not today all. you say it's five, that, tomorrow you say it's seven. Unfair. That would be unfair. That becomes unfair. So that's, that's a topic on its own. Mm. Uh-huh. Um, for today, even though that can be potential mm-hmm. for stability in management worker relations, I, 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 I think I want us to focus on... Please let's. Exactly. Please okay. let's. Okay. Um, I've observed a trend that I think I want to talk about. Mm. It's, it's increasing. It's increasing trend of um, the resort to the post-enterprise mean um, institutions for the resolution of management worker issues. Mm-hmm. And um, there's the need for those post-enterprise institutions, regulatory institutions, like the uh, National Labor Commission, mm-hmm. the Federal Society, etc., all of them, and of course, even the labor courts, mm-hmm. there is the need for them. Mm. My point is the increasing use of them in place of the enterprise management labor relations process process so okay then let's go to the national labor commission mm. the national labor commission would like to mediate as its first step mm. mean to resolve the issue if it is unsuccessful and the parties agree to stay to the process and not take the law into their own hands they could go through voluntary and eventually mean compulsory arbitration. Arbitration, yeah. That is what we all desire. But then the more use, the more of the use of the 
outside the enterprise interventions, the greater mean the enterprise machinery surface. Mm. And any time the post-enterprise resolves an issue for the enterprise, the enterprise is never the same. True. Because trust is broken and it's lost. The trust is broken and they could work themselves to the point where, well, if you can't resolve it, let's go. Let's go to Labor Commission. Let's go to a National Labor Commission. Let's go. So the National Labor Commission is not a labor management worker issue resolution center. Mm. It is just a stopgap to put if all else doesn't work. At the enterprise, check, put mm. a check on them, hey, and guide them sometimes in mediation, hey, clarify the issues for them. Why don't you do You can do that, etc. But a situation where you can see public service, public sector institutions, uh, I don't want to mention any of them. Please don't. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, the issues at the National Labor Commission. The ne- see, when an employee, an employee is employed, he says for an appointment letter. That appointment letter says that somebody is the employer. And it is that employer that must deal with all the management worker issues, including salaries and benefits for that worker. Mm-hmm. And not the National Labor Commission. Mm. The National Labor Commission can come in. So, me, of late, I'm wondering, who are the employers of some of these people? Because it looks like the employer's due responsibility to these workers is failing. Me. That's the right word. It's failing. It's, it's failing. And that's why they're seeking redress. That, so that's why they are seeking redress. I've also noticed that in the private sector, that is not too common. I can't remember the last time any of these large corporations in Ghana I mean, decide to take their matter I mean, to voluntary or compulsory arbitration because the issues are handled at the enterprise level. You'll see something. Mm. If people who understand the terrain at the enterprise level the enterprise, the terrain mm-hmm. of I mean, benefits, etc., are not able to deal with the issues well. How can, in quotes, the outsider deal with it, mean, to the satisfaction of the people at the enterprise? And that's a point that you made, that once you have to go outside of the initial arrangement between the two of you for a third party to resolve the issues between the two of you, Things will never be the same. I'm sure we'll get the chance to address this a bit more. What should we expect next week, and what's our takeout from today's conversation? Um, next week, I'll be talking about some of the things that we should do to help our workers. I mean, prepare themselves in employment, deal with issues in employment, because we know that it's always I mean salaries issues, and so mm. we'll be talking about personal, I mean, personal budget management issues. We're talking about um, uh, business stakeholder awareness. Mm-hmm. Who are the who are involved in the run of the? What are their needs? What are their interests? Mm-hmm. We're talking about some of those things. Right. And then uh, we're talking about some achievement principles they need to work at. Mm-hmm. So those are some of the things we're talking together. Plus some general principles mm-hmm. that cuts across both large corporations and 
me SMEs regarding how to ensure me right. cooperative mean and um, right. I'm not sure if we remember nothing from today's conversation in 30 seconds what should we take away from today um today I'm expecting line managers to understand that they have a pivotal role 